And we'll just start. <laughs> okay. Hello, guys. Welcome to the podcast. I am here with my good friend, Diana. Hello, hello. Um, she is a physical therapist and a athletic trainer. And we're going to be talking about her, kind of her life and her career um, to just school and graduating and starting uh, her own clinic and kind of how she's navigated her path and what, what she learned uh, since finishing PT school and talking about just life. So stay tuned, listen, and enjoy. Welcome to the Eli Kassab Experience. All right, Diana. So say hello to the people. Hello, hello. people. <laughs> if you're watching, if you're listening, um, hello. Um, so um, Diana and I met here in working Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournaments, mm-hmm. right? Is it we? Uh, I don't remember which one I specifically, Diana, I don't but which one. we've worked but a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah that's together. where our paths originally crossed. Yeah. Um, and so known each other for a little while and, um, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about life, career mm-hmm. stuff and just... Uh, everything, <laughs> navigating life and figuring it out all out at the same time, right? Complicated. Uh huh. It is. It is. But um, anyway, so but first, uh, so I mean, I know you, and I know we've met. So for those of you, for those people that are listening that don't know you, don't know who you are, mm-hmm. um, a couple of things about yourself, whatever you feel like disclosing. But just tell us a little bit out, you know, who you are, where you grew up, where you're from, and um, mm-hmm. yeah. So. I, I'm originally from a city called Walnut, so it's up north, closer to Pomona area. Born and raised there, uh, ended up graduating from Walnut High School in 2010, went to the University of the Pacific in Stockton uh, for my undergrad degree. When nice. I went there, I originally wanted to pursue sports medicine because I knew that I wanted to become a physical therapist. I knew like, that since I was in high school. Okay, I was going to ask you, was that like since high school? Like when, yeah. So you knew that in high school. I was when, lucky enough to have a mentor in high school. He was our certified athletic trainer, um, and he worked all of our sports. He had started a sports medicine class when I was in high school, Ah, okay. which was super cool and uh, basically inspired me to become a PT. So applied to a bunch of schools, ended up going to UOP uh, for their undergrad at the time, it was called Health Exercise Sports Science. So it was a little bit of a, a stretch of a name, but basically it was on the track of becoming a physical therapist. Um, when I went into my junior year, I realized, oh, whoa, we have an athletic training program. I didn't know that before. And was approached by the, I guess, the clinical director who kind of got me interested in applying for the program. Okay. I applied for the program, uh, got in, did two more years. So I did five years in undergrad and, um, our school actually had a PT program across the bridge. So on the other side of campus, applied into that program and applied all around, ended up getting into my school's program, went to PT school there. So basically I spent about seven years in Stockton before I moved back down to SoCal. (laughs) Okay. Dang, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm learning. (laughs) It was, it was quite the, quite the experience for sure. But That's good crazy. times. Yeah, good times. Man. And uh, what did you, I mean, so what did you learn? Like if you were, if you were to, if people are going in the same boat, you were in at least in undergrad or high school, like would you like, I mean, what advice, I guess now, I don't know how long, I mean, it's been a while for you, but like um, for people that are in high school, like what, what would you say to the high school people 
um, if they were looking into going into sports medicine and stuff, would you tell them to kind of do the same thing that you did or how, how would have you like kind of changed things at least in high school to kind of prep you in figuring out if that was something you wanted to pursue in college or, or not? So like, definitely I would say do your research. Um, because most people don't know if they really want to become a physical therapist or an athletic trainer until they're in the setting. Yeah. So yeah. internships, going out volunteering, um, just getting your foot in the door, just checking it out because you'll never know if you really want to do it until you experience what it's like to do it. Uh, I say, yep, I hear you on that one. Um, and then the other one is, you know, if you go into college and you want to do sports medicine is to research the schools that you want to do, the programs that they have and what paths they have for you. Cause I mean, there's some people that want to go into sports med, but don't want to go into athletic training like in the right. middle of going into becoming a PT, you know? So it just kind of depends on what you want to do, but I would definitely say start looking around for volunteer opportunities, internships, all those types of things that just get you some experience and then help you determine your, your path towards what you really want to do for sure. Yeah, no, but yeah, I agree with you uh, on that one. It's kind of the, the similar lines of like my thought process with people and just trying to, mm -hmm. you know, recommending them just to get internships, get observation hour, just try to get exposed, ex just exposure in that setting to totally. see if it's something you want to do or not. Yeah, so, for sure, for sure. But that's awesome. You wanted to know like you did it so early on. Um, but so when you graduated um, high school, um, what was your, uh, you know, path like? So getting into PT program, easy, hard, <laughs> hard, probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I feel like trying to get into PT school is one of those things where most people hit a lot of roadblocks, hit a lot of obstacles. Um, like most with, like with grades and grades, stuff or just yeah, and like what types of for, for me, I definitely was not the best student in my first few years of college. Um, I wanted to become a PT, but I didn't understand yeah. how much work and how much, how many, like how well your grades had to be for you to get into PT school. I obviously yeah. didn't do my research, which is why I recommend anyone that wants to get into PT school to do their research. But I wasn't the best student in the first few years of college. And so the last few years of college, I, I literally had to dig myself out of the grave that I created and and then also pursue other extracurricular activities like, you know, joining honor societies and all that kind of volunteer opportunities to just set myself apart. And thank goodness, I mean, that definitely helped a lot. Um, but... You know, I feel like if it takes you a few times to get into school, which actually is super common, it's one of those things where you have to just understand why you want to be a PT and why you really want to go to PT school because the people who continue to persevere and apply continuously every single year to get into PT school, yeah, they know that, that they really want to do it. You know what I mean? So try not to be deterred by if you don't get in the first time Try again mm -hmm. and see what happens because at the end of the day, the universe has a plan. And if you just do the right thing, like the things will happen, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. So. so, well, um, and so you, you talk about, you know, like with, with going into PT school, um, I know you said you were passionate about it and like you enjoyed it, but like, so what specifically though, like, I know like, you know, for me, sometimes it's, it's like when I look at athletic training, there are certain 
aspects of it that um, that I like um, that are stood out to me as like one of my favorite things. And then it's kind of differs from people person to person. So for like you personally with like going through, you know, physical therapy and athletic training, the sports medicine field in general, uh, like for you, what was the, like, what was the, what was the passion like behind it? Like, what was it for you? Was it like the patient client interaction? Was it getting people, um, you know, back to return to play? Like, what was it specifically about the the profession that stood out to you personally? You know, I don't, I know it changes from people, but for you. Mm-hmm. So I think having an athletic trainer when I was in high school helped a lot. He was there through all of our injuries and able to kind of get us back to where we were supposed to be with just being able to play, get back on the court, because I played basketball when I was in high school. Um, Now, if we looked at athletic training and physical therapy, they're quite different in if you just, you know, just what you thought of what athletic training and physical therapy is, right? Most of the time when we think PT, we think just in a clinic. Most of the time when we think ATCs, we think on the field, right? So within both, I, I definitely have my favorites of the aspects of each. So with athletic training, I think, one of the coolest things is to be able to make decisions in a very short amount of time. So working the Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournaments, you know, we don't have a lot of time to think and to make a good decision for the athlete um, to promote athlete safety because that's our goal, right? And another thing I really, I guess, enjoyed about athletic training was like the community that Mm -hmm. my program had that we were all working towards the same goal and, um, you know, my preceptors were always, you know, you're never too good to clean the water coolers. You're never too good to mop the floors. Yep. You know, that's yep. that's like the type of mentality that I really enjoyed. And doesn't matter if you're a student, doesn't matter if you're certified, you know, like everyone's here to do the same thing. And that's to take care of our athletes, to make sure everything's prepped for them because, you know, they're our number one priority. Um, I think with PT, I really enjoy just like the rehab side. So critically thinking. Now you have a little bit longer of time to figure out, okay, what is my plan? Getting this athlete back to whatever they're doing mm-hmm. or getting this person back to whatever they're doing, right? So just kind of depends on the type of setting you're working with, the type of people that you're working with. But at the end of the day, if you know your goals from your clients, you know exactly you know what direction you want to bring them into. So kind of just helping people live a better life. Yeah, no, yeah. I got you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's always interesting for me, at least. Anyway, I, I like always to hear people's perspectives on their profession because everyone has like a certain aspect of it that they enjoy, um, you know, uh, more better than others. Um, and so that's why it's always like, yeah, interesting. I always like to find out who that is from, you know, person to person. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, let's, um, let's jump forward, fast forward. So you go through PT school, you're passionate about, okay. So you find out what you want to do. You go to college, you get ready to go to PT school. You get your, um, athletic training and your PT license. Now let's talk about like, we get what you learn in school. You know, you, you, you graduate, you learn your fundamental skills, your foundation, your knowledge, you get your degree, you get your license. Okay. And now it's like, okay, post-graduation, you know, now it's, what do you like? Tell me about like life after you graduated from the program. Cause I feel like everyone in school, I mean, it's pretty easy. Your semester's planned out. Your clinical rotations are planned out. It's pretty straightforward. So, you know, tell me a little bit about like post, uh, post school. What, what was it like? What did you do? Like, what were some of the drawbacks? Like, and, and, you know, like tell us some of the stuff that you're, 
your professors didn't teach you in school. <laughs> what did you learn out in the real world once you finished PT school? Oh, so much. Oh, man. So, All right. Buckle so up, much. guys. Here we go. <laughs> okay. So graduated PT school September 2017. Um, I didn't take a break between undergrad and grad school, okay. which I'm really, really blessed and grateful for. Um, but I took a few months off. So right after I passed my uh, licensure exam, mm-hmm. I took a few months off, ended up going on a family trip and then did another trip to Australia, New nice. Zealand with some friends. Yeah. So it was, it was really great. Um, then the new year came around. So 2018, I figured, Hey, maybe it's time for me to look for a job, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Um, started working at a, a, uh, orthopedic private practice, uh, insurance based in Laguna Niguel. Okay. And how did you, how did you find that job? I always like to ask this question. Like, was it just, did you see it? You applied for it and you got it. Was it through networks or like, Uh, it was, was I applied applied for it on indeed. So went on indeed, um, saw the listing, applied for it and then got an interview. So came all the way down here for an interview and right. then a few days later, they contacted me saying they have an offer and I took it, moved down here okay. and uh, started working in February 2018. Okay. February of 18. <clears throat> so, yeah, it was a, it was a sports uh, triathlete. There's a, there were a lot of triathletes that we treated, swimmers and, and, and uh, cyclists and all those, that type of um, population. But it was like your regular, you know, general population as well, um, okay. kind of type of clinic. So, uh, it, so I worked there for about a year, a year and a few months. I would say if I were March, April, a, a year and three months. A year, okay. Yeah. And how how was it like? experience wise like and be honest here they're probably not watching or listening so <laughs> working in that in, in that like clinic setting like i guess what are i mean a year and three months you said mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you know what did you learn within you know those like 15 months um that you just weren't expecting yeah. maybe coming out of school you know i think the first thing that you know any new grad is excited to do is just to start practicing right we we train so much we we learn so much and we did our clinical rotations that we're just excited to interact with people, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think you, you spoke about this a little bit in one of your previous uh, episodes about soft skills. Yep. I think that's, that's one of the biggest things that, um, unfortunately PT schools don't have time to cover, right? Mm -hmm. We, Mm -hmm. we have to go through such an intensive curriculum in such a short amount of time so we could pass our licensure exam. Right. But the soft skills and learning how to communicate and learning how to you know, be able to adapt to the different types of personalities. Like now that is a skill. Yep. And no, that, that was definitely something that, um, as a new grad, you had to learn, you know? Um, I guess during the rest of my time there, it was, I, I did enjoy most of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I had fantastic coworkers, you know, the people that I work with were amazing. I couldn't really, complain about that because we always had a good time the mm-hmm. aides to yep. the the pts to the front desk everyone was just we had a lot of fun you know and uh i was just happy to get my reps in you know to be able to see patients it was one of those clinics like typical you know insurance-based clinics where they schedule patients 15 minutes 20 minutes our clinic was 20 minutes every 20 minutes so you could see up to Man. 18 to 19 patients a day 
depending on yeah, how well you were volume. doing. Yeah, volume, volume. <laughs> Huge. Jeez. That is one of the reasons why I decided that, you know, I couldn't work in a place like that anymore because of just strictly the volume and feeling like I was giving up patient quality patient care just to get more people in the door. I just didn't feel like yeah, that yeah. was ethical to me. Um, which I mean, you know, everyone has their preferences. It just didn't work for me. Yeah. Um, and what do you think? And, and, and sorry to stop you. I, no, I, you I'm just wondering like with, with the, with the clinics, like, um, I mean, why do you, th- why do you think that is with like, as far as the setup goes, what, why the increase in volume? Is that like a, and just as on your own personal individual opinion, this is not fact, but is it, you know, is it like a, from a monetary perspective? Is it like a business side of things? Like why, why was it, why was that the, the, the layout and the format, I guess, of that, uh, at least for that particular clinic? Cause I know it's not the only one, but yeah, no, it's actually really a really common setup and you know, 15 minutes is actually, you know, what we would call like a PT mill. Basically you're getting people in and out, in and out, in and out. And, you know, they're just trying to get people in the door, out the door and it's 20, 25 patients a day. And that's, that's it. But, um, you know, this is a topic that's been pretty, you know, hot in the PT world oh, and people you. just talk about it a lot of Man. why, why it happens. And, and part of it is you have to think of these practices, they're still businesses, right? So they have to make profit. They have to have some type of income and um, profit in order to keep the lights on in order to you know like I know I knew that our clinic they wanted to you know purchase more clinics and and expand and all that so if you didn't have any um, like revenue coming in and any money to spare you're not able to do that and I mean the second reason is insurance reimbursements right so that Mm -hmm. that's always really tricky tricky topic because like every you know i mean 10 years ago reimbursement rates are not the same than it were is now you know so i gotcha because of the the reimbursement rates going down and um it, it just forces some of these clinics to have to increase their volume in order to just meet what mm, they right, you know right. what what they need so it's now at least it's, with it's tricky, ins- it's tricky. And so it was insurance-based clinic is right the, and that's what kind of i guess uh got them to to function the way that they're functioning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, yeah. oh man. Okay. And was it, um, uh, no cash based clients or at least with that clinic, I'm just wondering like, was that just all insurance based or did, was there a cash? They, they did um, have cash, cash, uh, nope. services. So yep. we had a Pilates studio, right? Basically next door. And then we also had massage therapists in the back. And then also a okay. guy who was a chiropractor slash ART specialist. And so gotcha. those were our cash revenues. And then we had wellness checkups and all that. So that's one of the reasons why that clinic is still doing well is they have other streams of Got revenue it. rather than just like, you know, relying on insurance, which most clinics rely just strictly on insurance and doctor referrals and all these types of things mm-hmm. where, you know, you're relying on these out external streams of, you know, people coming in the door mm-hmm. instead of like you going and getting these people, you know, and mm-hmm, there's you. a third party that's determining how much money they're going to give you. And so it's a game, it's the insurance game and it's unfortunate. Yeah. But. Dang. That's wild. So man, so that, that lasted, uh, again, 15 months for you. Right. Um, so, at the end of this experience, you know, this is your first job coming out of PT school. Um, 
you know, what happens after 15 months basically of working here at this clinic and learning what you learned. Um, now what, like, what is the, like, you know, take me through the steps of when you actually like left, like what, you know what I mean? What was mm-hmm. that process like? So about six months before I left, I already started thinking to myself, like, you know, I can't see myself working here for a long time and nothing and against, you know, the people there course. and all that, but yeah. it was just like, I couldn't see myself in that setting. And and that, that, that was because for you personally, it was just the, the volume, again, the amount of just yeah, like yeah. turnover that there was to, to the patient care and yeah. the staff provided, right? Yeah, that plus like a little bit of, um, that we had some, I guess, tricky things going on with manage- management as well. Okay, so, so some like some dynamics yeah. within the staff. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. So upper management, something's going on there that... I didn't exactly agree with and we butt heads and okay, and it was enough. one of those things where I wanted to make changes with just patient care and they just weren't exactly open to it okay. or they would say they would be and yeah. nothing changed. So, so you were like, okay, that's pretty mm-hmm. much made a decision for you. Okay. So you start, so six months into it, you start thinking about like, I mean, what other, do you start thinking about? Like other anything? options, anything. Um, I was like, okay. Is working in a hospital better? Is working, you know, in a different setting better, you know? And so then I started coming across, you know, cash PT. What's, what is this cash PT, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. And, um, there were a a good amount of people that were already out there doing it, but I, I just started floating around in my Instagram and floating around just around me that, um, I had a a good mentor. He, um, just started his practice I think it was last January. So 2018, January. Okay. So he's coming up two years now, but he started his own, you know, cash practice. He takes certain insurances depending now, but Mm -hmm. it's, he's very picky when it comes to that. But, um, I started to ask him, you know, questions of, Hey, um, how did you go about doing this? What are the benefits, pros and cons? Cause you always have to weigh pros and cons of everything. right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, after doing more research, started reading a lot more books, started listening to more podcasts that were specifically based um, around this concierge type practice, cash practice that people talk about Mm -hmm. and just said, you know what, I'm going to have to start from nothing, but I'm going to be able to build it into whatever I want to build it into. Right. You kind of do what you want with it. So the freedom was what was very like that attracted me to, you know, going into cash. Right. And, you know, when, when you're working in a more traditional setting, you're only going to be able to, and if we talk to talk about like monetary, right. Where you're only going to hit a certain ceiling before you're not going to make any more unless Mm -hmm. you get promoted to other positions. Right. Where the beauty of cash is you make what you want to make. So, whatever work you put in is towards, yeah. you know, making more money. You, it's almost like endless, right? right. The possibilities yeah. as much are as endless. you physically can put into it is what you can totally. Yeah. Get out. So then started doing all that kind of stuff and, and was, you know, encouraged by a lot of my mentors to just, Hey, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? The uh, worst thing that can happen is it fails Yeah. and you can go back and find a job because, yeah, it's yeah, only you didn't yeah, you don't exactly. you didn't lose your license you didn't lose your degree yeah you can still find a job you still have a safety net yeah right so 
when I, when I thought about that and I was like, wow, that's so right. It's like the risk is so low, honestly, <laughs> besides money that like, why not? So April, I remember what I was doing. I was sitting in my car about 30 minutes before I started my shift. Yep. And, you know, I was sitting in my car and I was like, you know what? Like, why am I putting this off? Why am I waiting? I think it's, it's that fear that you have in yourself, doubting yourself. Like, oh, what if it doesn't sure. work? For and, sure. and all, all those things that you, we always have in our brains. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm going to quit today. I'm going to put in my letter of resignation today. So the first thing I did was text my roommates just for <laughs> accountability. Right. I'm like, if I, if I text them, then I can't turn back. Yeah. I texted them and I said, Hey guys, I'm going to put in my letter uh, of resignation today. And they blew up my phone. What? Like <laughs> you didn't even tell us that you were going to do this. Oh jeez. And I said, you know, I texted you guys. So I had accountability. Yeah. Went in. That's a good way of doing it. Went straight to one of my coworkers and told him he was like, no oh, way. Man. Oh man. Then I just went into my manager's office and she kind of already had an idea um, because of I guess she was seeing some of the things that I was reading and yep. all that. And so yep. she, she had an idea, but she wasn't, she was very supportive. That was, was, was nice. She said, you know, um, I, I'm glad that, you know, you're, you're doing your thing and, and chasing what you want to do, you know, which I was really appreciative. And then, so they asked me to stay a little bit longer just so they can get a replacement. So there wasn't as big of a gap, mm-hmm. um, between patients and, and all that. But then the beginning of May, I just, I, just started doing my own thing. Yeah, you know so, what I mean? <laughs> so that's crazy, right? So you're now it's like a year, almost a year and a half post, you know, PT school. Um, so you quit your job, but I, so, so like, what does that, what does that mean when you like start doing your own thing? Like I'm always curious as like the, like the little thing, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, when I decided to like start this podcast, you know, it's like, I was on Google trying to figure like <laughs> Googling how to, you know, but so what does that process for you look like? You know, you quit your job and you go to start that night. Now, what does that mean for, you know, whether it's, um, you know, for people that are like, I don't know, at least if there are other PTs that are listening that are like trying to think about doing the same thing, what's making that jump? Like, what does that like take? Cause you go from a stable job with the income to zero income. So now like, but what are the, like the day to day, like logistics and operations that are involved with, okay, you made a decision, but like now what actually happens? Like, do you jump on Google to figure out like <laughs> how, to, you know, like what did yeah. you do? Like, what was the process like in like getting that just started? So like, within the six months before I, I left my job, I was already looking into, okay, um, how do I want to function as a business? So there's logistics in terms of what kind of business licenses you want to get. Right. So right. there's like, do you want to, you know, apply for an LLC or do you want to do it like a DBA? So more of like a fictitious um, name that you can just function as a business under. So that's just a DBA uh, doing business as. Business as yeah. And so it kind of just depends on what you're looking for in terms of liability. And, and that's like a, a topic for a whole nother time of just digging right, a little bit sure. deeper into what the difference is and stuff. But I ended up filing for a DBA and I, so I did that through the orange County. Um, what is it? Just the city, the okay. city gotcha. went to like the, um, went to, what is it? The city hall or whatever, mm-hmm. and then filed it. And then they, it was official and I had to like put it in a newspaper for like two weeks. So it, I was officially a business. Jeez. Um, but, okay. but you know, the, the biggest thing that, you know, for any PT that wants to be uh, like a, 
you know, I'm entrepreneur, I guess. Like that's yeah. or, or, just, or like or kind just of like starting a, their own or like their own business. business. I would say one of the best resources is Danny Matei. So he is owns athletes at athletes potential out in Georgia, and he's he's like okay. been doing this cash PT stuff for a while, and okay. he has a really great um, you know website with all these resources and he has this book and um called fuck insurance <laughs> nice and uh, that's awesome it basically is like a roadmap of you know the things that he did and his story of how he got to where he is uh, okay. scaling his business and all that kind of stuff really so cool i would definitely look into you know um because we have to build our logistics and our our, our systems as well you know because yeah you go from being just a clinician to becoming like the marketing director to the sales director to the clinician um, to the you know admin like yeah, to all the admins everything stuff. everything to the accountant to everything because in the beginning you can't hire anyone to help you you know what i mean so you're wearing like seven thousand hats yeah and you have to function yep. off seven thousand hats um yeah. but i think what was the most helpful was being able to tap into some of those resources and talking to people and they you know people are more than willing to help oh yeah, you need like patient um, forms, like first, you know, eval forms and stuff. So they'll send right. it to you. Oh, just change it based on, you know, what your business is and then all that. And then coming up with a, a smooth way to um, get patients in contact with you and then get being able to schedule them. And then obviously having a place to function out of, you know, that's that's always um, one of those things you have to lock down early. Or, I mean, I, I know people that function out of their home. So And just, just starting out. It just kind of depends on going. Yeah. The one um, biggest, probably the the biggest piece of advice that I got from my friends, mentors and stuff who have been in this business, they say, you know, make sure your, your overhead is as low as possible because most of the time people who go into it and get too excited and just splurge a ton of money into it. They end up spending so much more and then realizing later that they have to work so much just to make that back. Right. If you're able to, have a low overhead for a while at least you're saving yourself a lot of headache in understanding that okay i can start building then investing then (laughs) investing then investing little by little right because a lot of the money that that i make is is goes straight back into the business you know i don't none of it is like oh i'm just gonna take this money and go on vacation like that's that's just not how it works it's i'm gonna take this money that i made okay now i'm gonna put it back into maybe upgrading my uh, like patient documentation all that kind of stuff now that's going to be a couple hundred dollars a month you know yeah calculate it up for the year you know Jeez. or you know you go into investing it into continuing ed so i'm a big believer in like lifelong learning i think oh yeah for it's, sure it's super important it's something that um unfortunately i know a lot of pts that kind of don't continue after a while and and it's it's detrimental because medicine is always 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 progressing always always always, progressing and if you don't keep up you you get lost you know so Mm -hmm. i'm really blessed that a lot of my mentors are also you know avid learners they love reading they love researching (laughs) they love doing all these courses and, and stuff what's the newest thing out and granted there's going to be a lot of new things. Now it's just a matter of what you like to do. Yeah. So what yep. you like to use, because there's a billion ways you can treat anything. And it's just a matter of you figuring it out for yourself. 
you know so and so when you were so when you had all you know your your treatments your rehab your stuff like where where did you do it out of um did you do it out of your home garage where did you find a setup shop at when you first started so i was lucky enough that i was introduced to um, a local business called oc performance coaches through one of my mentors who is a good friend with the owner and uh, coincidentally he was looking for somebody to rent space out of the office that they had in the front so it was basically empty he had a few massage therapists that would you know rent maybe an hour uh, maybe two hours a month you know at the most Mm -hmm. and so he was looking for somebody who was a little bit more stable who would be more consistent it just so happened that i was looking for a place so jumped in there talked to him he was really great he help he's still has been really fantastic just helping me keep my overhead low helping me try to build my own practice and encouraging me and giving me business advice whenever i need it nice um but i would say that my my i guess uh situation is probably one of the most ideal situations so that's awesome i mean i pay by the hour that's magical you know right yeah compared to what was before yeah most of the time you have to pay by the month so it's a monthly rent and um, granted once you get to a certain degree of seeing how many patients a week that uh, is actually beneficial for you right versus doing hour but because right now you know I'm still building my caseload I'm not seeing like 25 patients a week yet which is maybe one day my goal right Mm -hmm. Um, but being able to pay by the hour for how many people that I'm seeing a week is super has saved yeah. me so oh, man. much that money. would yeah because now you're not paying for unused you know space space like yeah. that's huge and time yeah. right that's awesome so uh rob's been great and he's honestly one of like the nicest guys i've ever met he man. just is like i just want to help small businesses grow and it's really really rare to find people who just want to invest yeah. in small businesses you know and just help so when you when you started off the the private the, your private practice or the clinic like how did you I mean, because obviously you don't have any clients, like you, you don't have anything. What was your first, well, I guess personally, what was, how did you try to get like patients in? Did you like, please don't tell me you went in the yellow pages. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that exists. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's done now. Internet took over. Yeah. I mean, but, the, the, yeah. my first few clients you, were like friends. Okay. Who uh, friends just who just. Word of mouth, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, it was it was funny because I was just talking to one of my clients who is a good friend from high school. He hit me up right when I like left my job and he said, Hey, you know, I've been having these aches and pains for a while and I haven't been super active. I want to get my body back and I want to be able to start, you know, maybe try jujitsu one day or, or, or get back into running, but I don't know where to start. And so he was one of the, my first, first clients who came in and just, help me and push me and i still see him to this day like we're working on so many different things you know that's really cool um and then my other other like first client was uh one of my friends who uh i'm from the gym that i train at now Hmm. and she just got knee surgery and so she needed some rehab and she was like debating on doing a traditional outpatient uh, versus seeing me and so okay i was able to at least just help her and then then she, you know, felt like I provided value and was like, you know, I want to continue. So that and was really so, great. Yeah. And then, um, and are you, and then fast forward to kind of like now, is it still prior, like, um, um, 
mainly not prioritize, but is it still mainly like word of mouth or are you starting to do some other more like complex marketing type stuff for the clinic? Like, um, yeah, or so, has been the word of mouth been working well for you and you just kind of keep doing that? Yeah. So I, I mean the, the complex marketing stuff that I'm, I haven't really gotten to that phase yet, Okay. but a lot of my, um, clients are, are word of mouth. It's, it's, um, it's funny cause I have a friend who's also a PT, but he works in all different settings of okay. um, PT and he trains at a, um, a gym in Santa Ana called Rounders MMA. And so he was training with one of his, his friends and his friends started complaining about some type of knee good thing going on with a, yep. yeah, yep. with, with a car accident and all. And so, um, he was like, Oh yeah, I know one of my, my colleagues just came out and started doing her whole thing. You should check her out. So the guy came to me pretty skeptical about PT. Just, you know, I've done it before. I don't know if it's going to help me. Right. I went to a doctor. They told me I should just quit judo, judo and jujitsu forever. <laughs> oh, jeez. And, uh, it, a I, you excessive. Know, yeah, it was pretty intense. And, you know, I we spent the first session basically like 40 minutes of just him telling me his story. And, oh, and um, all his frustrations with um, some of the things that happened in his past. And, 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 you know, talking about his goals and what he wants to get back to. So... Um, I was able to just kind of listen and, and kind of tell them that, Hey man, like I would never, first of all, I would never tell you to quit. You know, uh, if anything, I want to help you get back to that. Right. Mm-hmm. Long story short, we worked through a ton of barriers, uh, mentally, physically of just him not feeling confident. I mean, granted he got into a car accident and his like, uh, he was almost blind, you know? And so like getting him Jeez. back to being strong, feeling strong and, and, uh, you know, that was like an amazing experience because he was like my you know just almost like an ambassador patient he started mm-hmm. going to his gym and just started telling all his teammates whoever had aches and pains and just like started picking up some hey, you gotta go you gotta go see diana like That's she awesome. she helped me because really he cool. recently just competed in a judo tournament and he took first place like it was like you know a year ago i love it there was a doctor that like a you know a physician that told him to quit and now he's standing at the top of the podium yeah. with a gold, a gold medal. <laughs> How crazy is that? You know? Oh man, amazing! Um, yeah, well, I'm glad. So, so it's, it's, it's been going well then so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. Things have been picking up a little bit. When, and I mean, I use Instagram as a marketing tool as well. You know, like people like using Instagram, and I post a, a bunch of videos on there of just uh, like some of the exercises I do, like okay. my experiences, because my main, I guess. Um, interest group of treating is is with grapplers um wrestling judo jiu-jitsu that kind of world just because i think it's underserved you know there's there's a lot i mean it's a sport where (laughs) it's inevitable that you're going to get injured right it's now to what degree do you get injured absolutely right there's always something going on we can always you can do as much you know quote unquote preventative work as possible it's never going to prevent the injury but what we want to do is prepare your body enough to the point where if something were to happen, we can at least minimize, minimize the severity, right? Increase the chance of you rehabbing well, rehabbing quickly and getting back to what you want to do. Right. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like my niche. Um, but yeah, I mean, word of mouth has been really great. Instagram people have messaged me through Instagram, said they want to come just check it out, you know, and the beauty of having your own practice is you can, you can have that, that leeway of, you don't have to be like, Oh, you have to commit to this many visits. Like, they're, if they're skeptical, I have them just come in, right? Check and out, just, just have an eval, and then you can tell me afterwards what you think. Because not everyone's gonna be my ideal client, and not every ideal client wants me as a PT, right? So, what were some of the some of the trials and like? So, what are our like? I'm glad that everything's going well now, and it's kind of starting to pick up. But 
um, what, when you were starting out, what were some of the major, like the hardest parts for you starting out? Obviously you don't know anybody, but like, I don't know, emotionally, like mentally, how did you handle it? Like what was the toughest for you personally for the first, I don't know what, however long it took before you really felt comfortable with your, like with your like next step. You know what I mean? Like you quit your job, you start your business. Obviously there's a bunch of questions on whether or whether or not it's working. How long, um, into that like business venture you took before you started to be like, you know what? I think I'm going to be okay. Or maybe you're not even there yet. Like maybe you're still like, dude, I don't even know if I made the right decision or not. Like, yeah. so I kind of, where, where are you at right now? Like with, with that transition, are, are you comfortable with where you're at now as far as the stability goes, or are you still kind of in month one where you're still like, holy cow, what's happening? What am I doing? Yeah. What have been the major issues and how do you feel about it? Like, yeah, no, like that's very real. Very, very real. Um, I think I've, the first few months after I left my, you know, my, my full-time job, I spent trying to build systems. And I think one of the hardest things that, um, I learned lessons that I learned the hard way was, you know, you can only do so much alone. Um, you're going to start, you're going to need to ask for help. Right. Absolutely. And when you have people who care about you, who you can ask for help, they're more than willing, more than willing to help, you know? Mm -hmm. So the first few months I was a lone wolf and I thought I would be able to just do this whole thing myself. Then I quickly realized, man, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no business background. I just got out of PT school a year ago, you know? So I'm still building my confidence as a clinician. Yeah. What am I doing? You know? So I started, um, looking to PTs who have been in this realm for a while or who just started different phases of, of their journey and just asked them questions, you know, and said, Hey, you know, I, I'm brand new to this. I would really appreciate if we could, you know, do some, you know, some mentorship type deal. Like I've been more than willing to pay you for your time. Like, I think that's important because, your time is money, right? And, yeah, and, yeah. and you know, not to talk about money so much, but that's how the world works, you know? You can't yeah. just give free things all the time, right? So um, I was able to find really great resources. I mean, another thing that I think, um, another lesson that I'm still learning is patience. Like things yeah, take time, you know? As long as you put in the right work, things take time and it, it will flourish into whatever you want it to be. You just have to be patient. Um, but going back to, I guess, what you asked about, um, what, how long does it take for you to feel confident? Right. I think in the last maybe three or four months, I've definitely improved in terms of confidence as a clinician, just because I've put myself out there and done so many, um, con ed courses that were super beneficial, um, to me with, meeting the right people, surrounding myself with the right people, uh, learning material that I think could level me up as a clinician and challenging my critical thinking, challenging all my biases that I learned in school. You know, that was like for sure as a clinician, I'm, I think no matter what though, like as a business owner and as a clinician, it's going to be a lifelong process of just learning. Right. Mm -hmm. And, I think as a clinician though, you get to a certain point where you're like, ah, okay, I've been doing this long enough. I can see the patterns. I can almost have my hypothesis ready if someone comes in with this type of injury, right? 
um, I can see, I can almost like try to figure out a timeline of how long it would take. But as a business owner, you know, things change all the time. And so being able to keep up with that has been a challenge. But at the same time, because I can manipulate my own schedule, I'm able to put in times where, you know, I'm like, I want to focus a lot more today, like plan out my week. And Monday, I'm going to take a lot of time before I see patients to like look into business stuff, read or listen to a podcast or study something. And then same thing with my clinical stuff, you know, and then I can take time off to go to these con ed courses like, you know, across the country in New York, you know, so it's just been um, absolutely investing in myself and in, in the business and just trying to be put out good work i think that's that's like the biggest uh, goal of mine is not you know i don't want to it's not like you don't want to make money but like you want to make sure that that's not your only in, in, in intention right yeah yep. i just want to put out good work man no nah, i hear yeah. you that's fair i mean i mean we need that we need that in the world like you know what i mean it's just i think um you know and this is getting into you know, uh, uh, patient care and stuff. But I, th- I think there's, a, you know, obviously there's good doctors, bad doctors, good clinicians, bad clinicians, they're out there. So um, it's good at least to have, you know, somebody passionate about it that like enjoys it, wants to do it and is trying to do their best at it. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I think the world just needs more people that are passionate about what they're doing and not just, you know, doing it, like going through the motions and just collecting a paycheck and just going home. Mm-hmm, so I think mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, and so like kind of transitioning. So we, we, we talk about, so the starting the business, we talk about all this other stuff. Now let's talk about, we talked about the past, a little bit of the present and now like the future, as far as like moving forward, like, you know, so, you know, you, you've gotten this rolling and now you're moving forward, you're getting referrals. Um, what's the next step for you? At least for your like personal goals. You know I mean, I know life, at least life changes. I know maybe we'll, we'll talk in, like, <laughs> we do an episode in like 10 years and all of a sudden you're like doing something completely, all over the yeah, place. we're like completely different. <laughs> so, um, but at the moment, as of today, what is your, I guess, moving forward, what's your kind of your just next couple of steps with, you know, your practice, kind of what you're doing, where you're going, what are you thinking? Um, are you going to scrap it, close it, go to a clinic, or are you going to, you know, kind of keep doing this and just try and grow it and kind of see what happens. What's the plan moving forward for you? Yeah. And um, what demographic do you want to primarily work with? Like, for sure. I mean, I know we talked about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and the mixed martial arts um, guys, but like talk about, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 2020 is going to be, be a good year. There's a, a lot of plans in the works. Um, okay. currently going through a little bit of a rebranding. So uh, I want to create a a brand that better serves the population that I want to serve. So the population that I want to serve, I mentioned earlier, grapplers. So I I, I love working. Uh, I think it's such a dynamic sport. It's so interesting in all the interesting, um, I guess, positions and, 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 um, the, the, I guess the ranges of motion that you have to be strong in are Mm -hmm. very unique to the sport itself. So I'm like, man, you know, this is trying to use a, a, a therapy brain and trying to figure out, okay, how can I get somebody back to doing something crazy in jujitsu? You know, so that's right. my ideal clientele. I think eventually I want to get into maybe one day being able to work with different teams, you know, competition teams, and being like the the rehab specialist for that, Grapple, like grappling teams. Yeah, like grappling gotcha. teams. Like, yeah, yep. um, for example, around here, like you know, Carlson Gracie teams and and Gracie Baja teams and and uh, art of jujitsu, right. you know, autos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to be like the 
consult for like a consultant for for them if they need anything or or just like their rehab specialist that would be super great because then you're working with high level uh jujitsu you know uh, athletes and that's where your that's where your passion is yeah. at the moment. Like that's where your drive is. That's that's kind of where I want want to head is is being able to get into that world. Um, but um, really cool. I mean, personally, I have I have goals too. Of I mean, I started jujitsu like a little over a year ago as well. So I mean, this year I'm gonna compete. Yeah, I want to continue first training one? hard. Yeah, first one, first one. So super yes. super excited, but super <laughs> nervous. You know, it's gonna be um, an interesting experience. I'm 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 ready for it, but. In terms of the practice, I just want to continue to grow it, you know, just being patient, continue to do the right things. I have a bunch of um, like uh, mentorship programs that I'm going through for next year as well. And just continuing to invest in myself, continuing to invest in my practice and just, you know, learning the the things that I feel like are going to help me and just trying to be the best clinician I could possibly be for the people that I have and, you know, Good. Just help people live a, a better life. Yeah. That's just how it should be. I love it. I'm glad it's working out. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of went through not like the same thing because I didn't start private practice, but like with quitting your job, like I know it's not easy because that's, I mean, I had to do that, quit, leave me a stable job and then going on an adventure that you're not really sure how it's going to pan out. So kudos to you for doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's, yeah, it's hard. It's never easy. And, you know, as you've talked about, like it's, it's not, but it's, you know, it's, it's slowly, slowly again, being patient, but knowing that it's going to work and there are things, there are trials and, um, things that come up that you have to like learn and you have to reach out and ask for help. Sometimes that's one thing I struggle with too, <laughs> is asking for help. I hate it Yeah. for some reason. I have a hard time with it, but I'm working on it. I'm getting better at it. And so, um, I think that's awesome that you're doing that. Um, and, I mean, you know, you could totally have an episode just a full episode on talking about the, the struggles and, and the, the obstacles that you have to overcome in order to, you know, grow your business or even start a business. There's oh, so yeah. many things there, you, can, that's, yep. you have to, you know, it's, it's a mental game as much as it is like a, everything else. Like game. an operational Yeah. Stuff. yeah no, know? I'm, I'm with you. I, Cause I, we did a, I started a, that, uh, I mean, you know, but for those listening that may or may not know, but I started a, uh, me and my friend started a, a mental health, uh, business, um, uh, providing, um, care for suicidal youth mm-hmm. between the ages of seven, nine, 19. And so that was totally different territory for me. You know, they were licensed marriage and family therapists, so they've had experience in this and they, you know, for me, it was just kind of coming on and getting into a different world. And so, um, uh, I think your roommate's home. No, oh, yeah. But, yeah. We'll keep going. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it's so anyway, it's something where like, yeah, we started a private practice and it was a whole thing of learning how to do the business. And anyway, um, it's a long story, but what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, saying hello to the roommate. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, no. So I, I feel you on that one. Um, but, uh, and kind of, yeah, where was I at with all this? Yeah. Anyway, but so it's not easy basically is what I'm getting at. Um, so good for you. Kudos. Um, Thank you. just to kind of like getting toward the tail end of this, what are some things for you that you like, I don't know, a few points, two or three, like your top like points on, uh, what you would kind of say to people that are looking into, you know, like the physical therapy, athletic training, um, world, um, whether they're, you know, what are your like things that you, that you learned after you, after you finished school? I know we talked about soft skills was one thing that was like a major contributing factor. And then we also talked about what was the other one was, um, 
basically observing and shadowing people and trying to get as much experience. Um, but uh, are there anything you want to like add in addition to those as far as like recommendations for people like looking into going into this field um, that they may or may not learn in school, whether they're in the program right now and they're getting ready for the workforce or they're just thinking about it? Yeah. Like, what are some tips you can other tips you can give them if other you've got tips, a, other tips. if you've got a couple of them. Yeah, it's it's um, interesting because I actually was at Chapman um, for the PT program and I, I did a little lunchtime special talk on a presentation on just cash PT world and and what to do to get into it and how how I got into it. You know, so one of the the biggest tips I gave them was you know um, obviously find good mentors, right? So find pe- surround yourself with people that are okay. going to help you. Yep, you know. Um, get to where you want to be and, and not in a um, and, and this is something that I've definitely been learning is if you invest in somebody they're more likely to invest back into you because they know that you've already invested into them so right. a lot of my yeah. mentors now I've taken the time to like I said pay for their their you know whatever they're providing me you know and, and investing not just in myself but in them mm-hmm. and they look at it as well you know you have taken the time and, and the money and the whatever, the effort and, and all of these things to invest in me as a mentor that I want to give you everything, you know, that you're my mentee, right? And another thing, like, just really, really simple, I guess, to go along that is just be a good person, you know? At the end of the day, um, if we're out here trying to be, trying to make gains just for your own personal, you know, your, your personal right. aspect, but... Um, you're willing to step on people's toes and willing to do all these things like yeah. that's only going to get you so nope, far not the way to right and not the way to go about it and um, your network becomes super important the older you get yes it opens doors percent it opens doors and if you're able to be a good person and just have a bunch of people who you know can say good things about you wherever they go you're more likely to be successful in what you want to do than somebody who just says I don't care about the bridges that I burn. I'm just going to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't care cuz I'm going to be me and do me. Yeah, I don't it's just going to give me a next step up. Like that <laughs> that doesn't help. If if you're just a good person, good things will happen. And yep. like that's I mean, from a believer in that too. Yeah, these last 100%. 6 6 7 months I've I've definitely learned that is you know, you're a good person, people like you, you'll be okay. That's awesome. You know? So I love it. Well, good. That's perfect. Um well, I appreciate it. This has been fun doing yeah, this little super podcast. Fun. This is the deal. first ever is, podcast I've ever done. Yes. So I can't thank wait you for having me. Oh yeah. No, this uh, is great. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I was a little nervous cause I was like, I don't know if I would stumble on my words, but <laughs> I guess. No, nah, you, did, you did great. It sounds great. I think it was, uh, yeah, it was perfect. And so, um, but did you want to, before I forget as far as if people wanted to reach out. So Diana is your, um, your clinic, your location. Um, if you want to, um, kind of let people know if there's anybody listening that's in the area, um, especially if you're a grappler, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, uh, anybody, make sure you guys reach out to her. Um, if you want to let them know kind of where your clinic's at, what area, where they can find you on Instagram and whatnot, Mm -hmm. um, what's the best way to contact you. If, um, if there's somebody that's, you know, looking for, um, some sort of, uh, care from you yeah or advice i mean or, yeah I'm, or, I'm definitely open to if you have any questions about any of these things i i granted i i'm still pretty early on in the stage of uh building my business but i can at least help you maneuver some of the beginning stages you know i'm, I'm not sure. an expert at all you know i i still have a lot of room to grow but i can help you 
weave the the difficulties in the beginning yeah. um so my instagram right now is at top tier rehab perform but like i said i'm going through a little bit of a rebrand so okay probably going to be changing a few things on the instagram page okay. soon okay but that's where okay. you can find me right now um and then um my where i work out of is called oc performance coaches so i mentioned them earlier it's out in laguna hills okay um, in southern california kind of south orange county area perfect um well i don't know i mean okay. just hit me up yeah let's uh we'll let's have chat. you um yeah and no, we'll have them uh, reach out oh, they can find you through instagram but on the rebrand what i'll do is i'll just i'll put it in the yeah for in sure. the show notes cool um and then um yeah, I'll put it in the show notes whenever you kind of get that rebranding done. Again, that's another whole nother project. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. And then, uh, but we'll throw that in the show notes for you guys uh, watching or listening um, because I'm going to be, we're doing both a video and an audio podcast. So if you guys are listening on one of the podcast app, uh, if you want to watch the video and look at our beautiful faces, <laughs> um, you can just jump on, a, just to jump on on YouTube and um, search my name. It'll, uh, it'll, it'll come up if you feel like actually watching it, but um anyway yeah thanks diana it's yeah no been thank fun. you so we'll, much uh, i'm interested to see like when we do it maybe like in like uh, a year like in a year or two <laughs> or three and have like updates and be like so diana where are you at now like be things like, going good or are you homeless and on the street <laughs> hopefully not the <laughs> I'm latter just kidding no you won't be no no, you no won't it's be. lots of exciting but things to come in 2020 so that'll be good i'm excited excited awesome. to share yep well, Sounds good luck good. to you. You let me know if you need anything. Guys, support her if you're in the SoCal area. I swear, if you don't, I'm going to punch you. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to punch He's you. He's aggressive. He's aggressive uh, sometimes. <laughs> he does jujitsu too, so. I do. I do. And I love it. It's so much fun. But um, And this worked out. You got a nice little jujitsu painting here in the yeah, background. Because yeah. um, one of my roommates does uh, jujitsu as well. So Man. We're a jujitsu home. A UFC home. Brazilian jujitsu life. I guess. Yeah. It's good stuff. Cool. Awesome. All right, Dana. Well, I think, yeah, it's a good spot to wrap it up. Thanks again. And um, you guys watching and listening, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And um, we'll talk to you all later. Soon, soon. All right. Bye. Bye.